Hey everybody, I'm back. Um, a lot really has been happening um, around me, not really to me. Um, I mentioned last podcast about uh, the female my work and all that. Uh, I mean, like I said, it was a cool little uh, added bonus, I guess. But um, I decided to step it up and actually record these age gaps. So this is the first one, which will be a, my preteens. So pretty much the age of uh, 10 to about 13. I mean, 13 is a teenage year, but I mean, that's the transition thing. So, I mean, plus this is when all this kind of shit happened, which is pretty much fifth grade to, what, eighth, I think. Because in fifth grade I was 10. 11, 12, 13, so 6, 7, 8, yeah, so about that. So yeah, pretty much um, the end of elementary school all the way to the end of uh, middle school, which for me was a big deal because uh, I ended up transitioning school-wise and stuff. Um, We moved when I was 7, which would be in the second or third grade, but... I ended up still going to that school for a while, which at the time was kind of cool. I mean, nothing big major to me. Uh, My brother and his buddies would bike ride from our new house about, I mean, nowadays, I guess it would be considered like a big deal, but I I still don't think so. I mean, like I said, it was a gang of us. There was my brother and three of his friends, so four four, uh, teenagers uh, to pick up me. Uh, so that was cool, and I just fucking hang out on the pegs of the bike and shit, and we'd go up about maybe three, four miles. It wasn't really far. We may often one main street, so I mean it was pretty chill for them. But that was the case, and um, yeah, I opened up with um, Everclear, everything to everyone because a that song was kind of around around that time. I want to say that song came out when I was like twelve or thirteen. But it was really big, I want to say my freshman year. And the reason why I remember that much is because uh, freshman year of high school, I started hanging out with um, with a bunch of my brother's old friends because I was still in sports at the time. And um, I did baseball. And uh, a lot of his friends were all baseball players because my brother was a big baseball fucking guy. He was a pitcher and shit. That was like his life. He was going to even go uh, AAA for a bit till he fucked up his leg. But... um. Yeah, it, it was, like I said, it was like a big deal, so all his buddies were cool with me, you know, he had just graduated and I had just started high school, so they were really cool, they were giving me rides and shit, it, it was it was nice, you know, um, and the main reason why I remember that song being a big deal is because one of the guys that was my age, whose brother also played with my brother, so we knew each other already from like, just kind of like parties and house parties and stuff like that, um, his sister who was a year younger, uh, ended up telling me about like how that whole album was like fucking huge for her because A she didn't know her dad well her dad bailed on her and her brother which is the buddy and I want to say their oldest brother uh, right before she was born or right around the time she was so for her that like shit hit her real hard but uh, yeah like a lot of the shit about that whole album was like really personal to her and I just remember it being like etched in my head at the time like oh man this chick really likes this shit that I like and she likes it for the same reasons as me not just like oh it's cool sounding music and shit you know because she really really identified with a lot of the lyrics um 
she could actually recite them and shit like that. So, yeah, it was a big deal. And to me at the time, I thought I was one of those only people that kind of did that. And um, so, yeah, everything to everyone. And the reason why I say that is because around this time when I was like 10, well, yeah, as far back as I can remember, really. And that's why I'm going this far. Like, I don't want to really go. The reason why I decided uh, to start here and not earlier, even though I have memories of that, is, like I said, um, a lot of it deals with my family. Um, and I just think it's kind of fucked up to bring it up. I mean, it's not good shit. You know, it's real personal stuff between me and them and other people. But for my family, that's just kind of fucked up. I mean, they don't have a voice in it, and I'm pretty sure they wouldn't like to. Uh, they don't even like talking about it. Like, last time I, I ended up talking to these people about it, it became a whole issue. And there was, like, heated words and all kind of shit. So, like I said, I'd just rather fucking casually brush it off and, and why bother I mean I, I'll go in depth or not in depth but I'll, I'll go in details kind of slightly about the things you know but not really I won't give it all out so I decided to choose this time in my life because this is where it's mainly about me and um, I mean like I said you'll still kind of get keys on it um, so yeah about 10 years old it's fifth grade like I said I I knew I was going to be going to a different school district and having different friends and shit, which at the time was kind of a, I don't know if it was a negative thing, but I mean, it, I'm all, I've always been an anxious person, and so I've always seen the negative in things because my mind works differently than others in the sense of that I see a billion different outcomes as opposed to just the reality ones, which are like probably one or two, you know, and my head just figures all these things out and I dwell on the negative ones more because I'm afraid of those so instead of even though I, I, I pretty much figure that that's not what's going to happen and this is probably what's going to happen you know it's a normal thing I just go past that I'm like alright well if that happens that's fine then but I gotta prepare for this horrible shit so I would always in my head just uh, view situations or like imagine situations that could happen that were always bad and uh, kind of prepare myself for that shit, which I mean you really can't do because I mean, it's it, especially if it doesn't happen, you know, like you're just planning for nothing. But that was my whole life. Kind of still is at times, but nowhere near as bad as it was when I was a kid. When I was a kid, I was fucking horrible with that shit. Um, yeah, I just like I said, I just thought too much and uh, always had the worst thoughts on my mind. Like as far as I can remember growing up, that was always the way I thought about things. Just the worst I never thought about good things and whenever a good thing would happen it would just be like a surprise to me like oh fuck that went really well I wouldn't say it out loud or get all excited or nothing but it would like just be like as if I conquered one thing for the day but there's still always tomorrow because tomorrow it could all happen again you know like all the horrible shit could happen so uh, yeah everything to everyone um, that won't the reason why I chose that song, because I actually picked two Everclear songs for this uh, episode. Uh, the other one is Normal Like You. Because, uh, as I wrote down here as my little notes, uh, I was pretending to be normal like everybody else. And that's how I always saw it. I always see myself as pretending to be what's expected of me or what is normal around me. You know, what other people do, I kind of just like shadow it. And just kind of pretend. Well, not so much now. Like, now I don't give a fuck. But, I mean, at the time. Especially when I was a kid. I, I Like, if I had a 
cool crazy thought I didn't want to voice it out loud because what if people would judge me over it or um, what if people thought that was weird or I was weird and I didn't want to deal with that because I already saw how people treated people that were weird and a lot of people that were weird to others to me I was like I don't see that as weird like I don't get it but I don't want to be fucking treated the same way as them so I guess I'll keep that shit to myself um let's see what else kind of happened around then so yeah fifth grade like I said that was that was a big transition uh, um I had already been in like I guess what you would call like schoolyard fights and shit and one of them was with a friend which kind of sucked uh I want to say that was in fourth grade uh basic name so I'll just throw it out his name was Chris and um yeah I forget what the fuck it was about it's something stupid really like we we're just talking shit like normal you know, goofing off, ragging on each other, and I guess whatever I said, he took to heart, and, uh, he ended up fucking shoving me, like, pretty hard, actually, in front of a few other people, and so I was kind of like, what the fuck is this all about, and, um, then he tried swinging on me, and, um, my buddy at the time, uh, who was a former best friend, the only reason why I said it is because he's, he's not with us anymore, um, but, I mean, that dude's an awesome guy, he, he was great, um, he stood up for me. He he fucking kicked him. He he swept kicked him like a Mortal Kombat style and shit. Pretty much when the dude kind of like came at me, Cause I was still in shock. Not like fucking hysterical. Like oh, what the fuck? No, but I was in shock of like what the hell just happened? Like why did he like? It wasn't like a fuck off shove. Up like ha ha ha, get out of here. It was like a like fuck you type shove. Like he shoved me both hands, trying to fucking drop me, like trying to hurt me, and I kind of you know took it and just kind of you know two three steps back, pretty much like what the hell's going on. And when he rushed towards me, my my buddy uh, swept kicked him, like like I said, like Mortal Kombat, you know, where you, like, drop the fucking leg and sweep it around. And tripped the fuck out of him. He fell down, and it became a whole big old deal. Like, well, what the fuck's going on? So later on that day, at our next recess, uh, he tried uh, fighting me in the bathroom when I went to the bathroom. And um, it was a, kind of a deal in there because there was a lot of other people witnessing, and he didn't give a fuck at all. He really did not care. He just was screaming and yelling, saying, like, I uh, shouldn't have said that shit, and da-da-da, and so he swung at me, I swung back, I hit him in the top of his head, like, more like around his forehead and his eyebrow, kind of, than his temple, and then, uh, I, uh, I threw another punch, and I hit him in his jaw, and that one really hurt me, but, I mean, in the, at the moment, it, not a big deal, you know, you're just like, oh, what the fuck, uh, the other kids in the bathroom made a big deal about it, ran outside and told, uh, you know, some teachers and everybody else, so by the end of the day, it was it was kind of a big deal. My, my parents came over and were like, "Hey, you know, he's dealing with the lies, moving, we just moved, and all this shit." Like that. And they kind of dropped it at that. Uh, his parents didn't seem to care. Um, my parents talked to his parents. It was kind of like all figured out. The next few days, he was kind of weird, and then pretty much in like a week or two, everything was like as if it never happened. So, like I said, it wasn't anything serious. It wasn't like a like a like oh I hate you type shit and. And at the time, that was probably the worst shit I ever had to deal with. Um, skip ahead the next year, uh, I end up changing schools to a new school nearby my house, so walking distance, so all new friends and everything. Cool at the time, you know, it's kind of different, uh, but like I said, um, super anxious person that I am, like, the week before school starts, I, I couldn't sleep. I was, like, fucking having nothing but nightmares and shit. That's just the way I am. I, I just anticipate the worst all the time. And, um, so, 
I, I was, you know, fucking out of it, you know. And then first day of school comes and goes, and <laughs> like, not at all a problem, you know. I I met some fucking people, became friends with them. Um, they had to split up in like um, three or four classrooms, uh, fifth and sixth graders. It was weird. That was the first time I ever had to deal with that. Where I was like, I thought I was going to middle school, and now I'm at this other school that, but I'm in the elementary side, but I'm in sixth grade. And I'm in a class of fifth graders, so it's kind of still the same. But uh, they split us up. There was the bilingual kids. Um, there was my group, which at the time, this is during tracks. I don't remember, if, and like people my age probably remember this, where you had like tracks, where it was like A track, B track, D, C, and D. And like B was bilingual, A was like some weird track where like their school year was just off. It didn't match up with everybody else's. They weren't done around June. They weren't, they didn't start in September. They started like later and I don't know, it's just weird. C track and D track were pretty much the same. I think they just traded off random, um, uh, like parent teacher conferences type days and stuff, but everything else was exactly the same. It's just, you were on different sides of the building. I was in D track. Uh, yeah. Um, real cool. I mean, good times and stuff. It wasn't an issue or anything. And, um, it ended up being good. Um, the only things I can really remember from that, oh, I've talked about this before, uh, that's when, um, I started hanging out with one of my younger cousins. He was in the fourth grade. Uh, he, technically he's not family, but he is to me, and he always will be because it's my dad's cousin's son, well, adopted son, but it's, you know, to me it's his son, so that's my, my cousin. Um, he was troubled, man. His dad not only was, uh, in and out of his life, but whenever he was in it, he always made it worse for him. And, um, so he always had, like, weird conflicts and always, like, had this weird anger and, like, short fuse and shit like that. And, uh, I remember, just remember, because he lived next to that school, too, but in the opposite direction of me, like, closer than me. He lived within, like, two blocks. I lived about three or four blocks away from the school. But like I said, opposite directions. But, so after school, sometimes I would go with him home and go hang out, you know, just fucking play video games or whatever fuck we were doing. Playing in the backyard, fucking probably swimming or something if it was hot, but doing dumb shit. Like, it was just kid stuff, you know? And I remember uh, one time we decided to go back to the school after school to go play basketball on the courts, you know? So we'll go over there and we're just playing basketball and stuff. And uh, there's these other kids there that one of them I always had issues with. He was just a piece of shit. Um, he was one of those type of people that would talk shit when his friends are around, but whenever he's by himself, he fucking wants to be your friend. So I always hate people like that. And he was one of them. He's just this piece of shit guy. And so, um, he had, uh, went off on us one time when it was him and about three other of his friends. And like I said, it was me and my cousin and he's little, he's well, little to me, he's younger. And, um, so we're playing basketball and they're on the other court and stuff and, and they just came by to start fucking around just talking shit and eh, whatever you know he just left it alone somehow he ends up him or or one of his other friends ended up saying some shit to where we kind of like stopped playing to be like what the fuck like and so now we're talking shit to each other back and forth i'm quick to always talk shit you know i could say something you know because like i said it's not that i'm trying to hurt people or trying to be mean or anything but i mean if you fucking say something that i'm like oh that's pretty good then now I know where I can go with you. Like, I'm, I'm going to hold back up until an extent. You know, I'm not going to say the fucking worst thing in the world first. Even if I don't like you, that's just dumb to me. Like, because that's just, that's trying to start a fight. And I'm not that person. I'm not trying to ever start a fight. But it's like, dude, if you're trying to be stupid, I'll be stupid back to you. Just, 
you know, to an, to an extent, you know, but he said something pretty bad. So I, I said something pretty bad. And then, um, he decides to go after my cousin by basically saying, yeah, well, at least I know who my dad is. And I mean, my, my cousin knows who his dad is, but what he's basically referring to is like, yeah, you're, at least my dad's around. And, uh, that just set my cousin off. He went off, man. He fucking turned into a little demon and ran after this kid. Pretty much fucked him up, man. Got about three or four shots before his friends pushed him off. And I was able to kind of separate them away and, um, skip ahead maybe a few weeks, if not a week. I mean, this is all, like I'm saying, this is like, fuck, how long ago? 30 years ago? No, not even. <laughs> like 25 years ago or something like that. Like I said, I'm like... 10 almost 11 or something and uh my cousin was like nine or eight and um yeah he's there but he's by himself or at least with not his other friends he's just there so it's one of those days where he decides he wants to be fucking cool this and, and try to be all fucking chill so my cousin approaches him and goes off on him you know pretty much telling him he'll beat him up again and shit like that. And this guy, and this kid fucking runs off and, uh, goes across the street where he lives at these, um, like motel apartment complexes. I don't know what the fuck they were, but, um, he goes off over that way. So, uh, me and my cousin go chase him and, um, you know, we jump the fence, chase after him, jump a brick wall and realize where he lives now. Like we kind of knew that he lived there, but we didn't know what room or what, you know, spot. So now we know the room and everything. While we're there, other kids around see us chasing them. And uh, so, you know, we lose them. We give up, whatever. And these other kids kind of come by and they're like, hey, what's going on with that? And we're like, oh, fucking, you know, he's a piece of shit. And we're all pissed off. And they're like, oh, yeah, we don't like him either. They're all, he might be hiding out in his clubhouse. What they meant by that was he had a treehouse. Right behind these apartment complex things was a big-ass tree that had a a treehouse on top. So my cousin, being the fucking crazy-ass person he is, is like, all right, that's this clubhouse. All right, we'll come back. So we go to his house. He has fireworks. We uh, get the fireworks, go back to the house, or go back to the to the clubhouse, and um, go inside, you know, climb up top, get up there. Nobody's up there, but he has a bunch of shit, so we're just fucking up his shit. We're just, like, you know, tearing apart books and shit that he has. He has comic books in there. He has, um... Uh, like just random stupid stuff. We're just breaking shit, you know, kicking everything and everything, just fucking shit up. And my cousin decides to start lighting up the fireworks inside the treehouse. I mean, like I said at the time, you know, we're just dumb kids. We're just thinking this is funny. Uh-huh. Um, a few of the fireworks hit in the corner. Like one was like a bottle rocket. It slammed into a corner and it's still flaring out. So the wood's burning now. This is fucking kid's treehouse. It's not upkept, you know. It's not like you fucking put ceiling or anything on it. So it's dry wood and it ends up uh, catching fire. We bail out and it's not just us there. It's me, my cousin and some other kids. Um, so we're all bailing out the tree and the tree house ends up catching fire, causing the tree to catch fire, which causes limbs to fucking burn. And one of the limb, uh, tree limbs burns and breaks and falls onto the apartment complex, lighting up that apartment complex, which in turn created a huge fucking fire. It was a huge deal. That shit kind of like, like I said, this is like one of the biggest things that happened to me around this time. Uh, that shit kind of fucked everything up. I talked about this before. I want to say on a one of the boozing dudes, if not a Bucks effect or something. I don't know. But 
so yeah, I had to do all kind of shit because of that. Um, there was a whole, uh, like we had to deal with the police and everything. Like, it was a, it was a really big deal. Like I said, people got hurt because of this fire. And, um, so that's one big thing that happened around this time. Um, what else? Uh, like I said, that was sixth grade, seventh grade. Uh, I ended up changing schools again, go to another middle school. I was trying to go to this middle school near my grandmother's house at the time, but I guess my parents being too honest, that didn't work out. They ended up going off of our address, sent me to this other school, which at the time, um, I was, I would be in their honor roll or gate program. They called it. And, uh, so I did that for the first year, met some people that I would end up playing while well, I was playing little league with. They ended up going to that school too at the time, so that was kind of cool. Um, dealt with uh, my first real like bully type person at the time. This is a uh, seventh grade uh, dude. His older brother was in a gang, um, and a street gang lived nearby. They lived in the projects. Like this school was connected to pretty much to this projects, and um, so that was kind of weird. I, I want to say I talked about that too, where. Uh, he pretty much got some friends of mine to go against me and um, set me up to where he could uh, try to beat me up during lunch. And uh, that shit kind of fucked with me for a while. I mean, for at least like a month or so, I was fucked and like really um, uh, went panic. I don't know what the word would be. Uh, what was it? It was past fearful, man. Cause I was like dreading. I guess dreadful. I was dreading uh being in school at the time. Cause in my head, at any time, it wasn't j even just school. Like, cause at school I, I was separated from. You know, I didn't have the same classes as him or nothing like that, so it didn't really matter. But the part that bothered bothered me the most was when I would walk home after school. Like, I was always like, "Well, fuck, he fucking really try to fuck with me if he really wanted to." And you know, supposedly he's part of this gang and shit like that. And there's other kids in that gang too, so they could just fuck with me if they really wanted to. So there was always that. It got to the point where, um, obviously my family noticed because they're like, what the fuck's going on with you? You're like fucking all weird and shit and like, you know, alone in your room. You don't want to do anything. So I told them and, uh, my dad kind of like was like, what the fuck? Kind of flipped out at the time and turns out, uh, that's when my older brother, my oldest brother, um, who's, uh, kind of connected in that whole lifestyle, he ended up getting some influence in and, uh. Pretty much asked around some people that are legit from that gang to figure something out and they ended up finding out that this kid was pretty much just throwing his brother's name around like it meant something and his brother was like low level so the higher guys or people like my brother's age ended up pretty much checking his brother pretty sure they beat the fuck out of him and uh he ended up fucking going after his brother which is a kid that was trying to bully me and uh it got all settled he had tried being cool with me from then on about which is towards the end of seventh grade into eighth grade. But by that point, it was kind of already over and I didn't have to deal with it anymore. Um, let's see. That's also around the time that I ended up uh, going to uh, Taekwondo and Aikido classes. I don't know if it was because of that, though. I, I remember in seventh grade, I kind of didn't want to play sports anymore, though. Because like, what I used to do is baseball. My whole family's like that. Like I said, that's our thing. I ended up continuing it in the, in the high school, freshman year, but it wasn't really, by then it was already done for me. I didn't really care. Um, so I want to say that's around the time that it happened, like fifth grade, sixth grade. 
whenever I gave up Little League, I ended up doing Taekwondo. And I got really into that and loved it a lot. Did did um, the weapons classes too. Uh, I have a bow still to this day. Um, I took classes for practicing for the bow with the blade at the end. That's as far as I got up. Belt-wise, I had a blue belt. I was trying to get my red. But around that time, they started the dojo that I went to uh, tried implementing the mid-grade belts. You know, like like brown and everything else as opposed to just blue, red, black. And stripes they kind of started bringing those in so it was kind of i don't know i guess well probably for my parents they're like yeah fuck paying for all this shit when we're gonna pay for two belts as opposed to one um but then they started making exceptions like anybody that was part of the tournaments which i was a part of they were like oh well we'll give you guys different because with the tournaments at least we know that you're actually practicing it and you're seeing your techniques on demonstration as opposed to just your floor um techniques when you do your um fuck how they're called your forms which uh, you have to do like a memorization, which looks like shadow boxing to some people where you're kind of going in a big square, but you're doing it in like, you know, fours, left, down, up, down, or up, down, left, right. Kind of you're not going at angles, you're just doing turns, which, it, like I said, it looks silly, but if you actually do that really fast, that's pretty much what a choreographer dance, or dance, choreographer, um, choreographed fight sequences is pretty much doing forms in fast, like actual time. So um, I got into that. That was really fun. Uh, I continued into it. My dad even got as far because through his work, they were allowing them, because he worked for the county, um, social services and stuff like that with kids. He loved it. My dad, my dad, like I said, my dad's a real cool person when, when you meet him and stuff like that. He's real down to earth. It's just he doesn't care to flaunt it or anything. He's just, but like I said, he, he could meet people and be uh really cool with them talk to him and everything and like you'll just open up to that guy he's he's uh i guess he's where i get that from because my mom's the complete opposite on that my mom's a good caring person and cares for people and and has empathy and shit like that which is where i get that from but she's not one to go out of her way to meet somebody like she, you'd have to be in a situation with her like around her for her to even want to talk to you uh but my dad as much as he says he doesn't like people which is actually is true that's why he doesn't like going to big events and shit like that and this is fucking pre you know fucking shootings and all that shit like now he's just like yeah whatever i'll go somewhere i'm gonna eat but when i was a kid he didn't care to go to places like at all he was like i'm not gonna have fun there so why am i gonna go like that's what i ended up getting out of him later on in life at the time it was just like well dad doesn't go to this you know like i'll go to six flags with my mom and stuff like that and my brothers and my cousins and friends and stuff but my dad's not gonna go <laughs> and it's not like he didn't have money he had money for it it's just he didn't care to go <laughs> And now I kind of have that, which is kind of humorous. But, I mean, to me, it's more of an extent of, like, uh, if I'm going to enjoy it. Like like I said, I went to Disneyland. Like, I, I hate Disneyland. I hate Disney, pretty much. Um, but, uh, except for ESPN, you know, they own that. But, um, no, I, like, I, I don't care for that because it's not for me, you know. Like, even when I was grown with my ex before, uh, her and her friends loved Disney. Like, we would go there, I forget how often, but I did not care for it at all. I mean, I just went just because everybody else was going. But, I mean, if I had a choice of being like, oh, yeah, I don't, don't want to go, then I wouldn't go. But at the time, that's when I was, you know, doing everything for everybody and just trying to, like I said, fit in, be normal like everybody else. Um, let's see what else I have going on. Oh, um, I became agnostic around this time. Yeah, um, I'm an atheist now, but at the time I became agnostic. Uh, one of my... One of my first real friends uh, in the honor roll gate program 
was this Asian kid and uh well Chinese really like just say it what it is but um because I mean now Asia means everything you know India Russia fucking all kind of places not just China or the Orient but um yeah so um I was friends with them and uh him and his sister were really cool and uh he invited me over to his house one day he's like hey if you want like, you can come to my house after school I was like oh, okay cool and like I said as much as people like to say that my generation is supposed to be uh, millennials or Gen Y or whatever. Um, or I think Gen Z. I don't fucking know. I always like to think of it as like it depends on your economic status more than it does your age. Because, I mean, I didn't have a dryer at my house until I graduated high school. My parents didn't have a microwave. We didn't have a dryer. Um there's yeah computer we didn't have a computer until after i graduated i started going to college and my parents bought one but yeah i mean it wasn't an economic thing either it was just more well i, I mean i guess you could say if it was for us but it wasn't like we we're poor we couldn't afford it my parents were just more like well, what's the point like why we don't need it and um the reason why i still call myself a gen x kid even though age-wise i'm not and my brother i guess would be the more so one is uh i was a latchkey kid too my brother at the time like i said when i was in middle school he was in high school he stayed over uh for baseball he you know had practice he stayed he wouldn't be done with that till what 4 35 and half the time he needed to go home to see to rush to me because what would be the point he'd rush to be home and my parents would be home in the next half hour he would stay out with his friends uh, who lived near this high school so he would go off and do the shit with them and uh I, I don't hold a resentment for that. It's not like I needed them. Like, oh, no, my brother. No, I, I didn't care. I had my own friends. And I, I talked about this a few times before because of how, like, I thought about that for my kids. Like, my wife wanted my ki our kids to be closer in age, which she ended up getting, I guess. You know, my daughters will be four at the end of this year. My son is a year. He'll be two next year, like, a few months after her. So they're two years apart, pretty much. Like, two years and, like, some change. But, um... I didn't want that. I, I thought it'd be normal, like how me and my brother were. We're five years plus apart. And um, I liked it because we grew up separate. I had my own friends, as did he. Like, we all, we both experienced our own things. He got to do his own shit, and he never had to worry about, like, how I'd see on TV shows where it's like, oh, you have to take your little brother or your little sister or whatever with you. you can't go by yourself, you have to take them. He never dealt with that. And when he did, he chose to take me with him. Like, he was like, hey, you want to go? Like, fuck, come on. So he would take me, but it wasn't like he was told to take me, you know? Um, I forgot where this is going. Oh, yeah, latchkey kids. So, like I said, I, I always saw myself as like a latchkey kid because after I got home from school then, in middle school, I would just walk home. I mean, there's kids that lived near me, so I'd walk with them too, you know, the ones that I was cool with, but I pretty much walked home. It wasn't an issue or nothing like that. So when this kid invited me over to his house, I was like, yeah, sure, why not? Like, I can go over there, you know, it's worse, I can walk back home later. And, uh, I mean, as much as they like to say that, like, our city was fucking horrible and is horrible, I mean, it was always safe to me. Like, I mean, as long as you weren't doing anything stupid, you know, hanging out with gang members and shit, then yeah, that's totally different. And that's how I still see it to this day. I mean, if you're involved in shit, shit's gonna happen. But if you're a normal fucking kid and a normal person, like, people don't really fuck with you out here. And, like, people got their own problems, it seems like. They don't deal with other people's shit. Um, so yeah, I went to this kid's house and... You know, playing video games, doing everything that we're doing, normal stuff. And then when it came time for dinner, he was like, hey, are you going to hang out? And I was like, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll eat. You know, he's like, all right, cool. Let me talk to my parents. 
So we talked to his parents. They were fine with it and everything. Didn't care. And uh, so we go to the dining room and the kitchen table and everything. We're getting ready to sit down. And then his par- uh, he just looks at me. He's like, hey, just stay right here. And then he gets up with his family and walks off to the living room. And uh, they go to pray. But they're Buddhists. And so there was like a whole different type of thing. It wasn't just prayer at a table. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. And me being the nosy kid at the time got up and kind of walked over. I didn't fucking, you know, interrupt them or nothing. But I kind of leaned over to see and saw them in there sitting there and just kind of kept to myself. You know, not intruding or nothing, but, you know, being nosy. And uh, kind of saw what was going on. And then I, I talked to him about it afterward. You know, I want to say at school or maybe later. I don't know. But I, I, I talked to him about it. And he was like, oh, yeah, we're Buddhists. And I was like, oh, that's weird. Like, what does that even mean? Stuff like that. Like, he was like, well, it's different than Christianity, you know, because of this, this, and this. So like, okay. And it kind of got me thinking. And this is pre-internet days. So only way to know anything is to look up stuff in an encyclopedia, like go to a library. So, and like I said, in the gate program, they, they encourage that shit. Like, there's literally a day of the week where they would have us go to the library, like just look up stuff on your own. Like, you, you pick a subject and you kind of just write an essay on it and stuff like that. So I... I decided to write stuff on religion and I looked up religion and uh, found out that a Buddhism's older than Catholicism uh, older than other religions as well and a there's or B there's other religions so it got me thinking and I started looking at them and it kind of saw you know similarities you know a lot of them are pretty much about like keeping society in order and keeping people productive and like good you know and pretty much have good citizens and shit which I mean Later on in life, I'd be like, yeah, fuck that. But at the time, I was like, yeah, it makes sense. And um, it got me thinking. And that's where I, I found out that besides Catholicism and everything else, and, and like I said, Buddhism, Christianity, whatever you want to call it, uh, Islamic people and, you know, like Muslims and stuff like that, like all these other religions, Hinduism, all this stuff, uh, I found out about uh, atheism and being agnostic and I was like oh well, that sounds more like me because I mean I don't know anything and I don't claim to know anything so why should I pretend and um, and just go along with stuff that I really don't care about anyway and you know I just that's what I was already doing with my grandparents my grandparents were more the ones that made me kind of think about it and talk about Catholicism uh, my parents weren't really religious I mean my mom uh, to this day is kind of <laughs> said in the best way and I love it too she's like oh yeah you know I like Jesus but I don't like his fan club and in that sense she means like she's she is a religious person in the sense of spirituality like she believes in Jesus and, and you know he died for his sins and all that stuff and to follow the Ten Commandments and be good people but at the same time she hates people that are ridiculously Christian and Catholic. She hates dealing with those people. They're always the ones that are the most, um, uh, what would you say, judgmental. They're the most um, uh, critical of others and shit like that. They're judgmental. They're just the worst people. Uh, and I, I've always said that too as well, like, especially the older I got. It's just like, man, what the fuck does it matter, dude? Like, either I'm a bad person to you or I'm not. Like, you don't need to fucking tell me about it. I, I don't... I don't get what good you think you're getting out of it. So that was like a big transition, I guess, at that age. Like I said, this is like 11, yeah, 6th grade? No, 7th grade. So yeah, 12. 
And um, also at this time was um, the first, my first, I guess, world girlfriend. Like, you know, like not just a chick. Like, it, in elementary school, there was a girl that I kissed a few times. And not just like like once or twice. I mean, like a handful of times and stuff. Like we would hold hands. We'd fucking uh, play, play together. Uh, she was big on Power Rangers, as was I. Uh, I had long hair at the time, a ponytail. So I was Tommy. She was Kimberly because she was this cute, light-skinned chick. Um, we would kiss. Um, she showed me her vagina when we were like in the third or fourth grade or something like that. I showed her my penis. Shit like that was weird. <laughs> but uh, like I had kissed girls, you know. Her um, when I was a really little kid, like this is preschool. Like I was maybe four or five. I had a neighbor who was um, uh, native, and I mean native from like part of Arizona her and her family were like I seen them kill a goat and stuff like that it was crazy shit and at the time like me and my brother were just like what the fuck these are neighbors to us like we were just looking over the wall and they they did the whole ceremony where they sang a song they talked to something about you know sacrificing this goat goats over there wailing around and shit they pick it up put it up against a post slit its throat let the blood drain while it's dying they're saying some shit the blood's drained to a bucket they drank for they did all kind of weird shit it was just crazy shit anyway her sister was maybe 12 or 13, and me and her were, like I said, like four, maybe five years old. I want to say even younger because, like I said, this is preschool, and uh, I was in kindergarten by fifth grade, so, or by five years old, so I would say even younger. And uh, we saw her and her sister, or her, we saw her sister and her boyfriend kiss, and while we were playing, and her sister and, and her boyfriend thought it'd be funny to get us to kiss, so we kissed. And, like, we continued to do it for, I forget how long, until her parents and my parents saw us. And they pretty much punished us by telling us, like, we shouldn't do that. We still stayed friends and stuff. We just didn't kiss anymore. But, um, so, like, like I said, skip ahead. Like, I, I've done things with people. And then there was the whole thing when I was a kid where, uh, me and, uh, family members, I'll just say, you know, uh, were I guess in retrospect, it technically is molestation, but I mean, she wasn't fucking, she was a kid herself. She was only like 13 or 14. She was just fucked up. I'm pretty sure her stepdad or fucking dad or whatever fuck that dude was, I want to say it was just her, her mom's boyfriend or drug addict friend or whatever. I'm pretty sure he fucked her up to where she thought this was normal for us. Like they always say, like, you know, victims become perpetrators later on in life. She would fuck with me and my cousins and get us to do a bunch of shit for her. Um, so, I mean sex wise the thought of sex wasn't weird to me it wasn't um anything like uh well still taboo because you didn't talk about it but at the same time like if you knew something and you told me about it i kind of knew enough to continue the conversation like oh yeah i know what that is or i know what a vagina looks like yeah okay i yeah i touched one and stuff like, like i knew what that was so um by seventh grade no, it was sixth grade. Yeah, sixth grade is when, uh, no, sixth grade, I had, like, a girlfriend, pretty much, where, I, where we make out, and, like, I fingered her and shit like that, but seventh grade is when I had my first sexual experience that I count as mine, you know, because, like, we both wanted it, as opposed to, like, like I said, when I was little, like, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, this kid, this teenage girl was basically telling me and my family members or friends and stuff like what to do she was just kind of she'd made it seem like it was a game and we just kind of were just playing this game but 
in seventh grade, um, I ended up having my first sexual experience. Like I said, that's the one that I claim. So, and it's so crazy random. Like, it wouldn't have happened that way unless this, like, occurred. So, seventh grade, me and my boy, uh, I haven't talked to him in years, but last I heard he was doing great. Boy, uh, dude's name is Jason. Fucking super cool guy. Awesome dude. When, when my issue with that gangster dude fucking came up, he had my back forever. Like, uh, even when, when, uh, we got separated in classrooms and stuff like where we barely always saw each other, like, only saw each other like once or twice throughout the day, like period wise. Cause originally first semester of sixth or seventh grade, like I had every class with them pretty much. Like I want to say we just didn't have the same lunch or like fourth period or something like that. But everything else I had, I had every class with them. That's how we got super cool. Um, I should have been his science partner. Like we we're going to do a science prayer projects and they're like, all right, we're going to have two to two to a group. And me and him were fucking boys, man. We sat together. We we're like, hell yeah, man, this is going to be awesome. And, our teacher, who I'll never forget his name, Mr. Freeman, fucking super cool older dude and shit like that. This is back in the day when we used to watch Laserdisc and shit like that. Like, <laughs> and that was what he would do sometimes. Like, oh, if you guys don't understand it and in the book and everything, I'll just show it to you in a video. Like, we get this Laserdisc out and he'd fucking show us stuff. He was a really cool guy. Um, and like I said, for me, even cooler because of this. So, um, seventh grade, it's time to do our science fair projects. And he's like, I'm going to have you guys, I'm going to pick your partners. Like, I, I don't want people just hanging out with their friends and having crappy science fair projects. I'm guessing maybe because it was because we we're in honor rolls. Like, he wanted us to do real good shit or something challenging. Because he threw it out. Like, I don't want this. I don't want this one. Like, he didn't want the fucking potato light bulb shit. He didn't want all the bases of the volcano. He didn't want any of that dumb shit. He's like, no, this is stupid. And um, so he, he picked our, our, um, our uh, partners. And I ended up getting picked with this girl. Cute. I would have never talked to her on my own, you know, um, at the time at least. Later on, maybe. But at the time, would have never talked to her, man. She was, like, above me. At the time, A, I was a shorter guy. Uh, my boy Jason was shorter, or the shortest kid in our classes, but I was still short. And um, she was tall. Not just as taller than me and, and him, but, I mean, tall for a girl. She was tall. Um, she had already developed... You know, pretty great. Uh, had a rack and stuff. I'm talking about it as, as a kid in my head right now. Not, this is an adult, so don't fucking flip out and stuff. But, um, yeah, she she had a, a... She was developing already. She had a, uh, she was getting to a woman's body and stuff like that. Anyway, so, like I said, in my head, I would have never talked to her. I never would have never approached her. I was still a goofy-ass kid and shit like that. Don't get me wrong, I've done some stuff, but, I mean, that was all private. I didn't fucking go around telling people, like, oh, yeah, I fucking touch vaginas and shit. I made out people. Like... Even though that school was pretty bad, which I would later find out from other kids that went to that school, they're like, oh, dude, in the regular classes there, people finger-fucking people and shit and all kind of stuff, which in my eighth grade class, that ended up happening more, but um, at seventh grade at the time, not so much. <laughs> so I get this girl assigned as my class, or as my um, science fair uh, mate, and she has the same bus route as my buddy Jason, so I'm able to get a bus pass, a temporary one. My parents, you know, had, had like asked for it and stuff like that, and we did the whole thing, so I could go to her or to her house because her mom was there, and um, or at least supposed to be, but um, her mom was there and my parents weren't, so like we were able to go over there and all about it. The moment that I got assigned to her, she was just super cool, man. She was like, like I said, it, it, if I would have never talked to her, I'm pretty sure she would have talked to me. But we get assigned together. She's like, oh hi, how's it going? No, no. 
she already knew my name i knew hers we had class together it wasn't like we were strangers but we just didn't talk and um she uh she picked the assignment we figured it all out it wasn't gonna take long it took um what maybe a week and we had two or three weeks to do it we finished it in a week but we're still hanging out and um she was super cool man uh she knew my buddy jason because they lived down the street from each other like two or three blocks away but they were on the same bus stop we just walked further and uh so i take the bus with them after class go to her house and i was sitting next to her and you know my buddy jason was sitting nearby too but uh, i was sitting next to her and I was really big on it. Like at the time, I was huge on school. Like that was like my thing. Like I knew I was good at it, so I, I, it wasn't even that I tried. It's just, I mean, I was good at it, so why not do it? And she was smart too, so it, we just talked a lot about stuff. And so we go to her house, met her mom. Her mom was super cool. Um, we're in the living room, you know, kind of figuring out everything that we're gonna do. Have all these books and stuff like that out. Um, and uh, I want to say it took two or three days because i went to her to her house the first week every day back so the third day we get there and her mom's not there and uh we're just kind of you know um still doing our own thing writing shit and everything doing other homework that we have talking about that like she wasn't really good with math and she was better at english than me so we would kind of like i would help her with that shit and she would help me with the other stuff like oh yeah well this is what they're asking for like oh okay cool and um she uh, asked me, just real casual, too. Like, it wasn't even, like, a weird thing, like, the way she asked me. She was just like, hey, have you ever seen a porn? And I was like, yeah. And she goes, do you want to watch one? And I was like, okay. So we go to their back room, and she has, like, three or four videos, VHS tapes. Put them on, and we're just kind of sitting there watching them. And so, you know, I'm sitting on the, uh, like, the foot of her bed on the outside like not on the bed but like below it like you know leaning up against it and she's sitting on her bed uh we're watching it maybe about 10 15 minutes in i mean there's already like blowjob penetration started or and shit like that and she just kind of mentioned it to me like have you ever had sex like this and i was like no and she goes me neither i was like okay it's like whatever so we keep watching it and then um she just pretty much asked me like uh do you want to like try this i was like if you want to at first you know real awkward all goofy you know took off her clothes she took off mine we're kind of just like eyeing each other um started making out wasn't a big deal done that before end up uh kind of pretty much reenacting everything we're watching you know or at least trying to and uh that was fucking awesome I said for me it was it was probably different than her because I don't know if she had like dealt with anything or done anything because it seemed as though she had but I don't I can't be cons like certain about it for me it was more of like I I've, I've been around this like I I know what's going on it's not like new to me it is new in the sense that like this is really awkward that we're both not seeming to like we're just both watching the screen and kind of like okay let's try that like, but. Um, she didn't seem really uncomfortable and, and I kind of didn't either. We continued that. Um, I remember her telling me like, you know, not to tell my friend about it. And I was like, yeah, not a problem. Like, oh yeah, like I won't tell anybody. And, um, the next day we go back to her house and her mom's not there again, but nothing happened. It's like nothing. I didn't bring it up or anything. And then, uh, 
the fifth day, which is Friday after school, we go back. And I remember she's talking to Jason on the bus. And um, I'm there, too. But she's pretty much just talking to Jason. Jason's talking to her, laughing and shit, bullshit. And then um, we get off the bus, and Jason's like, hey, dude, if you want, um, tell me when you guys are done. Uh, have Call my house from her house. See what I'm doing. I should be home. He goes, and then we just come over here and we can hang out, and then your parents can pick you up from my house. Okay, cool. Um, get back to, the, we get off the bus. He goes to his house. I go with her to hers, and she kind of confronts me, but not in a bad way. She's basically being like, "Hey, you didn't tell Jason anything, huh?" I was like, "No. Why would I tell him anything? You told me not to." She's like, "Wow. I, okay. I, I didn't. I thought you would have said something." I was like, "No. You told me not to. Like, there's no point. Okay." And then from then on, it was pretty much like almost. Anytime we're home alone. Like, if she knew her mom was going to be home, we did all kind of shit. And it was fucking awesome, man. Like I said, it, it was crazy in the sense that we both were learning off of each other. Um, it was really weird now thinking about it because, like, pretty much we're literally reenacting everything that was being shown in, the, in these videos. And uh, <laughs> I'm just, like thinking about it now like it's fucking weird man like that's not something that i would want for my kids at all you know but i mean i guess that was the times or something i don't i have no idea all i know is later on i would find out that what had happened was her her parents had split up probably the beginning of the school year or the year before but that was the first school year since summer that people had noticed that like hey her dad doesn't her dad's not home anymore and uh the reason why her mom was gone was her mom finally got a job so the few times that her mom was there when we started that was her basically being like, oh, hey, hi, like letting her or letting me know that she was there. But eventually, like I said, those last two weeks or week and a half or whatever, she was never around. And we were just doing all kind of shit. We started messing around the living room pretty much like we didn't even go back to the room. And um, that kind of changed everything. Like the rest, like I said, like from then on, I, I was like. I was way more confident with, with other females. Like I would actually approach girls. Um, she was cool. She kind of let other girls know that I was a nice guy. Um, by the end of that school year, I ended up having my first like legit girlfriend, um, which was its own kind of humorous story because she was a twin. And uh, when I went to like the first day that we actually like held hands, uh, a zero period or or before school started, everybody would hang out like in the in the back where uh, gym class was, you know, with basketball courts and, and tennis courts and everything else there in the, in the fields, like the baseball field and stuff like that. Um, we had held hands and kissed before we went off to class. And um, I had gym second or third period. And a boy who would eventually become one of my buddies too uh, through baseball the following year uh, confronted me in the locker room with like two of his friends. Like, hey, dude, you're fucking talking to my girlfriend. I was like, what are you talking about? And like, he told me who his girlfriend's name was. I was like, no, my, the person I'm talking to his name is this. And he's like, no, man, I saw you with my girlfriend. And I heard other people saw you too. The humor behind that is that he had been with this girl for maybe two or three weeks. And, um, this is what second semester. She had a twin. I was dating the twin and it was hilarious because we both didn't know it. Neither of the twins had classes together. One of them had shorter hair than the other one. They looked identical pretty much. But like I said, one of them had shorter hair. Uh, his was a more crazier one. She would like, she was in fights and shit. Like that. Mine was a more reserved one. She was always 
kind of to herself. She didn't really have that many friends. His girlfriend had a lot of friends. She was part of the cheerleading squad, all kind of shit like that. Mine wasn't. Mine was, uh, uh, I guess, modern day, she'd be like a goofball. She's like, I don't know, she was just a goofy chick. She wasn't tomboyish or nothing. She was just really goofy. Um, really to herself, she liked what she liked. Uh, her sister would rag on her all the time. When After this confrontation with me and him and where we ended up finding out everything, um, you know, we would hang out pretty much because they both waited for their ride together, you know, the two sisters. And so I'd be with my girlfriend and he'd be with his. And, um, yeah, we, we got cool. And then, like I said, the following year, me and him were on the same baseball team in Little League. And from then on, we became really cool. Like, um, I ended up going to high school with that guy and uh, helping him meet one of his girlfriends, who was a really good friend of mine. Uh, she was really cool. Uh, but, yeah, like I said, we're really cool forever and stuff like that. He's a really great guy, but it was just funny to me that that would happen. Uh, eighth grade, me and her were still together. We ended up um, breaking up, which, I mean, it's stupid to sound, but at the time it was like a huge fucking deal. But, um, yeah, we, we broke up. She said she wanted to talk to more different people and stuff, and uh, we weren't seeing each other as much as we were before because we had classes together. Now we didn't. She started having new friends and stuff. It happens. And then uh, I ended up dating another girl, and um, that was really cool because she was complete opposite, man. She was, uh, like, legit. I mean, I call them that, but, I mean, kind of, I guess it's considered horrible or whatever, but she was a vice, man. She was fucking first generation, if not still illegal. I don't know, but, I mean, she went to school. She was really cool. She was a leap year baby, so even though technically she was younger than me on paper, she was older than me because her birthday was in February and mine was in June. But yeah, she was young. And uh, I used to throw that out as a joke where I was like, um, when I was 12 years old, I dated a three-year-old. But in reality, she was still older than me. Um, doesn't sound funny nowadays, but <laughs> it's true, you know, because um, she would also be 12 plus. But uh, her parents were a trip, man. Her parents literally did not celebrate her birthday until it was that leap year. But to give them, like, credit on that, they did go all out on her birthdays. Like, when she turned four, which would be 16 in high school, because I ended up knowing her still continue. Like, we only were together in middle school, and then she broke up with me for another guy who I would end up having, like, a minor minor rivalry with in high school. I mean, this dude were on the wrestling team, and we just fucking hated each other. But later on in life would be really cool. Um, yeah, uh... She, uh, when she turned four, which is 16 in high school, her parents bought her a car, not like a brand new one or nothing, but they fixed up a really fucking nice old school car and gave it to her. So she had that. Um, but yeah, she was, she was just a cool chick, man. She, she, uh, she didn't open me up, but her family did. Her, her family got me to, to, uh, like relax a bit. She was really, like I said, she, she was, uh, she was kind of what I needed at the time. She was, it wasn't like she took care of me like a mother or nothing, like that, but she, was one of the first ones to like really help me with my anxiety and and what I thought at the time was depression like she's just like why are you even worried about that like what does it matter either it's gonna happen or not so just let it go like you're just worried for no reason and I was like I guess and so I think that kind of lingered on with me for a while especially with any girl that I was ever with because in my head if I if I was ever distracted and that's pretty much what I took it as at the time like a Anybody that I was with was a distraction in the best way. 
I don't mean that in the negative. I meant that in the best. Like, they distracted me from myself. They made me think about them as opposed to myself. And by doing that, I didn't worry as much. And she was the first one that kind of helped me with that. After her, I ended up dating another, a friend actually, who had been a friend for the whole two years that I was going to that school. It's just, we ended up dating later on in life and, and it was cool, man. She, she was great. Uh, I liked her a lot. Nothing sexual with her, but with those other two, yeah, all the time. Uh, like I said, after my first sexual experience, like I said, that I claim with that girl in seventh grade, my girlfriend in seventh grade into eighth, we had sex countless times actually. And then, um, uh, the, the Hispanic girl, the leap year girl, we had sex a handful of times, if not more. And then, um, the, my friend, nothing really. We, we did some things, but I wouldn't count it. You know, like she went down on me a few times. I did too, but it wasn't anything like, I, I wouldn't count it as that and I, it didn't matter to me and I still say that to this day like sex isn't a big deal to me I mean probably because like I said I had it uh, so young and and I mean at the time even then it kind of wasn't like a yeah I'm having sex it was always like a secretive thing so I guess like with my mindset I just always take it that way of like I'm not gonna tell anybody about this so I'm just gonna keep it like this is our thing and I think that's why I'm still like that when it comes to sex. It's an intimacy thing. I, I like it that we know about it. I don't give a fuck about other people. I mean, like, yeah, now I've told my friends about random people that I fucked around with or something, but that's because those people that I didn't care about. And that would be later on when I was, you know, after my split and stuff. Like, I just became a horrible person in my head. You know, I, I didn't see it as anything good, but that's what it was. And, um,. Like I said, sex is always like a bonus to me. It was just something on top. Because to me, the best part of being in a relationship is being able to talk to somebody brutally honestly and, like, hear them tell you the same shit back, you know? Like, they're not holding back. And I've, I've always, like, loved that. Like I said, like, I cherish my friendships with, with everybody. And when you're with somebody, it's a different type of... I don't want to call it friendship, but it's a different kind of relationship completely, you know? You're... you're 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 putting yourself out there in the most vulnerable ways because this person can hurt you they they know you more than your friends do you know they know you intimately they they know you physically more and um if they wanted to they could hurt you or or do like i don't know i've never had that i mean even even the eighth grade uh girlfriend the one that like like i said she'd fucking pretty much dumped me for a uh, fucking guy that I knew like I knew him like he, I wouldn't call him a friend but I knew him like when she broke up with me she was already with him pretty much she basically got with him and then told him like, I gotta break this shit off like you know that that sucked but I mean it wasn't uh how do I say it um I mean at the time it was like oh fuck my heart's broken well no I don't even think it was like that I think I don't think my heart started getting broken like that until like high school high school it's probably when I was just like, this bitch, like, because <laughs> it seemed as though they were doing it on purpose as opposed, they were trying to hurt you, not just like acting out because I mean, this is the heart of our emotional period. You know, this is when we're becoming, we're going through puberty pretty much. We're, we're dealing with our emotions on the spot and, and, uh, 
I mean, it's an old joke, you know, where they're all like, oh yeah, show me anybody that's beautiful, and like, I'll show you the person that's tired of fucking them, you know, because that's kind of what happens, like, and I only know that because of, I remember chasing girls, like, in, I don't mean chasing, like, running after them or nothing, but I mean, like, chasing, like, I've infatuated myself with them, and when I finally would be with them, the fantasy was way greater than the reality, and it sucked, like, but you're not supposed to say that, you know, you're not supposed to be like, yeah, now that I have her, it kind of sucks, and I don't want it anymore, but that is a reality in some situations, like, there was some girls, especially in high school, there's, there's one, like, that's kind of how I met uh, DK Murphy, was through trying, like, was trying to be with this girl, like, I was her friend first, and kept talking to her, and kept hanging out, she knew, like, her whole family knew, one of her cousins would confront me all the time, like, like, I don't think she likes you the way you do. And I'm like, okay, well, we're friends still. She's like, okay, well, that's all it's going to be. But I eventually got with her, you know, she got or she got with me. And when we did get together, when we did have sex for the first time, it was horrible. And then eventually it got better, but it still wasn't great or good compared to others. And it really fucked with me because I remember another friend of mine getting with, like, his dream girl. And when it happened... He even told me, like, just out of confidence, like, dude, it sucks. Like, it's not even anywhere near what I expected it to be. Like, she's not that. I don't know how the fuck this conversation went that way, but... <laughs> but, yeah, um... Yeah, like I said, sex, sex was never a, uh, like, kind of an achievement for me. It's, it's always, like, a bonus. And when you have an intimacy with a person, you really do care about that person. It does add to it. But when that person is willing to give as much as they are take, you know, like, it can make, I guess, the experience of sex, or, or like I always say, there's three levels, there's, there's fucking, there's having sex, and there's making love, like, I've fucked a bunch of females, I've had sex with quite a bit of females, but I've only made love with a handful of females at best, you know, any of the girls that I would claim as my girlfriend, and a few that... I was in love with that's it everybody else I either just had sex with them or I fucked them and there are levels to that like I mean uh, the few chicks that I like hooked up with like at a bar and dated I would say dated because like I said I never really truly had a one night stand there's probably been some that should have been like that's all she wanted and probably that it's just I didn't want to be that guy I didn't want to just have sex with this girl and be like, alright, well, cool, I got what I wanted, because, hey, that's not what I wanted, it was more of like, wow, this is really nice, like, this is a really nice fucking night, like, we should do this again, and so I kind of made relationships out of that, but in reality, I was just fucking them, like, it probably wasn't even sex, maybe the last time or two, but it was just fucking, and then, I mean, you know, like, there's my wife, there's my ex, there's a few of my other loves that I've had, I mean, I've made love to them, and, I mean, I know that as a fact. And I, I know it wasn't one way either. Like, you know, I have fucking letters from some of these girls that still exist to this day and emails and all kind of shit. Like, there was a genuine connection there. Um, but, yeah, that, that was a big... I said, this is, to me, the biggest cooling or point in my life to where I, I think a lot of the stuff got ingrained in me to where I feel about, like, how I felt then that shit will creep up on me now if any trace of that comes in like you know where you first meet somebody and there's that 
that butterfly in your stomachs or that little jittery feel that you get when you're like, wow, this is different. Like, this is really nice. Like, I really genuinely like this person and I'm genuinely listening to everything they say. And like, I'm in tunnel vision right now. I only care about that one. That all kind of started with this. Like, my preteens, like, my preteens were, I guess, like I said, that was like a big fucking deal for me. Uh, what else do I have in here written down? Oh, I thought I was cool because girls liked me. <laughs> yeah, I did. I really did start thinking I was fucking pretty cool. Which is funny because I never did, ever. Um, I had friends and stuff always, but I never thought I was a cool kid. I always thought my friends were cool. I can't, still kind of think that way. My friends are the cool ones. I'm I'm just there, you know. I'm just background or like, I'm an accessory to their cool, you know. I never thought of myself as a cool person. Uh, when people tell me that, I just laugh at them, and not in the sense of like I don't believe them. It's just more like, okay, if that's what you think, then you don't know the fuck a cool person is, but. I see what you mean right now. Right now I'm kind of cool because of what just happened or what I just did. But I'm not cool. What I just did was cool, you know. And then, as I said, I ended up saying, um, trying to be friends with everyone, which was good and bad. Yeah. As I said, I, I, was, I was trying to be friends with everybody. Uh, when my life is good, I, I want others to be good, too. I don't, I've always been that way. It's so weird, like, the counterparts of me. There's an anxious part where, like, I expect the worst to happen around all the time around me. And I always count it as luck when none of this shit happens. Where I'm like, man, I'm lucky I bit that, like, I dodged that bullet. There was no bullet. There was nothing there. You know, it was just normal. It was just my anxiety and the way I fucking deal with shit. Um, but, yeah, I also tried being cool with people that I shouldn't have been. And people took advantage of that when I was a kid. Um... I mean, it sucks, and it, it continues to happen to people, and so that's why now I, I know I'm a little bit shorter with people now, um, I don't really, I'm not one to empathize with everybody, like, you have a sad, sad story, I'll just look at you and be like, that sucks, man, and like I said, I, I'm kind of really not listening, I'm just there, I'm not really involved or caring or nothing like that, um, a lot of that's gone out probably because the other shit that you're going to hear about when I start doing more of these age gaps the next one up will be uh, my teens which will be 14 to I guess about 18 I guess uh, yeah because the next one after that's 19 so yeah so pretty much high school um, which is the time that I met the the dudes the booze and dudes guys the crew so yeah, we'll go with there. I said I, I was always fearful of these, like I said, because of the whole. This was the first few that I wrote, which were before this, before my preteens. But like I said, I just decided to skip those. That way, I don't have to deal with that shit. And uh, I always, you know, scared of them not being perfect. But perfection's a rare thing that really doesn't happen. <laughs> so just fuck it. I figured, why not? All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. And uh, I'm going to put on another song from Everclear just to clear this one out. All right, later.